Nation, welcome back to another episode of the Steel Mace Nation podcast. I am Fred Moore. Thanks for tuning in to this podcast. Thanks for sharing it with your friends. Thanks for all the feedback that I've been getting. Uh, you guys are very generous and you pump me up. I've had some DMs from you guys out there. You know who you are. Let me tell you, they mean a lot to me. You know, I'm putting a lot of effort into this. But it feels good. I'm not, like, uh, stressing over it, all right? But I do put a lot of effort into it. I want to deliver a great show to you guys. And today's podcast is going to be a great one. I interviewed Adam Nathan Fleury. Uh, He's one of the original Savage Six. And what do we talk about? We talk about Steel Mace Flow. But, man, you got to check this out. Because Adam is on a mission. He's a veteran. And he likes to be on a mission. It makes him feel good. And Adam's new mission is he's currently building a steel mace flow bus. And his intention is to drive it around the country, raising money for veterans. It's called Flow for Forgotten Heroes. And it's a bus tour. And tune in because you are going to find out what his plans are. You're going to see this. It's going to come your way. He has a GoFundMe page where he's trying to raise $20,000, and he's going to do it. His goal is going to be accomplished. Um, you know, uh, Adam talks about getting it, uh, into PTSD situations, and um, a lot of veterans suffer from PTSD. And Adam shares his thoughts on one of the reasons why it's such a problem. And you'll see why this bus tour is such a damn good idea, and it's going to work. So he's a mission-minded man, as I am myself, and we really um, had a great discussion about that topic in of itself. We talk about a bunch of other things, too. You know mindset is always coming up in this podcast, and you want to get pumped. You want to get pumped. Check out what he has to say about mindset. Uh, he, you can see how fired up I get talking to the guy. He definitely is a motivator and somebody you want to keep close eye on. And he's, you know, like I said, one of the original Savage Six. So you could actually get your Steel Mace Flow certification through him. So everybody enjoy the podcast. Before we go, I just want to let you know that AdX Mason Clubs, MaceFit, MaceFit.com, and Ongo Energy Spray are my three amigos. They are the sponsors of this podcast, and I love them. Everybody that I mention has products that I use. I love the OnGo Energy Spray. It's caffeine in a little spray pump. It works. I use it when I drive home from the firehouse a lot because it works quick. I have After a long shift, uh, if I'm going to fall asleep at the wheel, you know I got to do something. So a couple of sprays, three minutes later, I can feel it kicking in. Use the discount code SteelMace25 to get 25% off. And with Addix, Addix Adjustable Maces and Clubs, you're just looking at a great product right there. It's like something the military made. It's like a, a projectile that you're holding in your hands. When you hold this thing in your hands, it feels good. It is the mace that is used at the Vintage Strength Games. The only mace that's used. It's unique. 
place an order, ask for uh, discount code SMN19 when you place your order, get 10% off. And then, you know, Mace Fit is the system that teaches you how to swing a mace and specifically to use the Adex. This is like peanut butter and jelly here. You know, the one is the, the tool that you need and the one is the programming that you need. So go to macefit.com. Check out uh, at Macefit Nation and uh, see what you got over there. And please support the sponsors. And lastly, likes and shares, my friends, likes and shares. The more likes and shares out there, the more this podcast goes up in the ratings and the more I get pumped up. And we'll see what, ha what happens when that all comes together. Thanks, everybody. Enjoy the show. So. All right, we're ready to rock and roll. Adam, how you doing, man? Good, Fred. How are you, brother? Very good, very good. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for um, being a cool coach and everything. How is it up there in New York? Uh, today, it's very cold. It's starting to snow. Um, yesterday and the day before, it uh, was freezing rain, so we got a little bit of an ice storm. Yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, you're today. situated just above the Adirondacks, is that right? Like if you're yes, you're north of the Adirondacks. Yes, sir. It takes about uh, four, I think, 30, 40 minutes to get into the Adirondack Park from where we're at. Yeah. And it takes about 15 minutes uh, drive on 87 to get to the Canadian border. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's way up there. Dude, and, and the yeah, the weather can be kind of unforgiving up there, especially this time of year. Yeah. So you got to. Oh, yeah, it's just. This place is uh, this place is like six, seven, eight months of the year. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. indoors or, or really uh, outside cold living, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, people who live in that kind of condition are usually hardy, right? They're yeah. hardy well, people. Yeah, I think uh, I think you know you can allow it uh, to keep you indoors and um, you know kind of dictate what you do in your lifestyle, or you can decide to get out in it and. Um, and yeah, there's some very hardy people up here if they're if they're out and about and living in, and still uh, keeping the grind up outside during the winter months. Yeah, yeah. And I also noticed that people in New York State um, and, and in you know the uh, region similar, um, it, it, a lot of people are very resourceful too. They know how to make money several different ways. They're not afraid to pick up an axe and chop wood and and you know use a, a wood burning furnace rather than be dependent on oil and gas it's just like it's more like close to living like the a little bit more old school than than the rest of the yeah. world right it's pretty cool yeah yeah i'm a big fan of that myself you know like um you know not completely you know you, you, i don't like to completely avoid and, and nullify the modern world but find uh find processes that that can be plug and play within this modern life that we live that brings us back into uh you know, like you said, that kind of primal, like more, um, you know, old school, old school way of living, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, a cool video I saw of you on YouTube, uh, you're, you're, it's different frames that you're going in and out of, but the, the one that I love the best is you're standing in a little bit of snow and yeah. you got nothing on, but the, the OD shorts and, and yeah. you don't look cold at all. You're, you're got bare feet. Um, and you looked like you were flowing well, and you know you shot this video. There was some other stuff mixed in, like with where you had the smoke grenade, which is so awesome. <laughs> that video, that is like Thanks, it's bro. like it's like just beyond anything else. 
Um, between you and and that smoke grenade and Jamie Pinto's light up mace, that's you guys take the cake. But yeah, you so you know you're you're the primal, the getting out to the open and everything, and and you have um, your personal training uh, business, your service that you provide, and and it, you you root everything in that primal kind of energy and attitude, right? Yeah, um, you know, I, I I try to lead uh this place uh like northeastern primal life and then the ludus combat club which we have as uh teaching muay thai and some combat applications to that um, using the mace for strength and conditioning kettlebell as well um i try to tool everything back to uh how, how can we serve best serve our 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 physiology our evolution you know with modern tools and mo modern science modern implements but also you know, how can we really get back, um, you know, walking in nature, barefoot training, um, diet. I, I talk a lot about diet and, um, you know, how we fuel, how, can, how we refuel, how we recover. You know, I, I try to envelope all these things and, uh, and take things back a little bit um, because I think, you know, a lot of the microcosm of what I've experienced uh, from the veteran side of the house, PTSD, um, just things like that and how I've healed in my journey in steel mace flow. I think that's a, a bit of a, a problem regardless uh, if you're a veteran or not. And that's because, you know, I think we live these extremely busy, fast paced, modern lives. And um, if you're not, if you're not really searching for a way to um, serve your own physiology in that regard, you know, I'm just blessed that I get to teach mace and that I get to move and movement is my job. It's my passion, but I also make a living off it now. And I'm blessed in that regard. But if I worked in an office, if I worked in a cubicle or in a, uh, in a more urban environment, you know, I, I think, you know, I, I'd be searching for this stuff. I'd be searching for a movement system. I'd be searching for breath. I'd be searching for cold exposure, um, just something like it, just to bring, bring my physiology back and serve my body. You know, I think we spend a little too much time up here nowadays. But. Yeah. I agree with you. And I always like to tell people too that do uh, that type of um, job where they're in a desk all day or something that, you know, there is a slow progressive mindset shift that occurs as you enter into, you know, becoming more physically adapted. Um, you know, you're going to first start off with training once a week, twice a week, then maybe it's going to be three times a week. Then you're going to be adding more and more in. And then eventually over time, the movement becomes your life. And then the job that yeah. you're sitting in the desk is where you're picking up the bucks. But guess what? You could even move while you're in your desk. You could do stuff. You could do stuff with your shoulders. You could take your coffee break or whatever, and you could go outside and do something like mindful meditation or go out to your car and grab a mace and, and swing. Um, it's, it's a reprogramming of the brain, like where you don't have yeah. to leave movement behind just because you're stuck at your desk. And we're not asking people to quit their jobs here, you know, and especially right. if they're good at it and it's their business or whatever, but to introduce movement into your life and how you can make it work. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, to, I think, um, even for, for folks that are in industry where they're really plugged in all day long through, through the mind, through the just the higher processes of thinking like, you know, programmers, um, you know, logistics, whatever supply people that are really plugged into the internet all day long. Um, I think there's a tendency too in those fields to be like, well, I don't need to use my body. 
because I'm up here all day, right? Mm -hmm. it's, but I think there's a uh, there's some real science, especially out too. That's like you know, the more you serve your body, the more you can get up from your desk, take little tiny movement breaks, like you said, get outside, breathe. You're gonna have better cognitive function. You're gonna you're gonna have a better processing speed. You know, if you just serve, you know, at a very basic level that human human physiology and then spend some time growing a connection with your body yeah you're gonna do better at your job yeah for sure by for by sure. spending a little investing in yourself and spending a little time doing some yeah. something physical yeah yeah for sure man hey i wanted to say man thank you very much for having me on and I, i've been a huge fan and uh of your journey you know thank i you. saw you step out a while ago um and what really drew me to you was your profession. Uh, and I was like, okay, first responder, uh, he wants to get into steelmates flow. Then I saw you started to flow with a mace and I was like, man, and you know, that's, um, that just, that just grows my connection to you a little bit because most of my adult life has been in that, that sort of industry. I was never a firefighter. Um, but you know, I, I was in the military, then I was in the civilian side uh, contracting world for a while. So I, I know oh. a lot of first responders yeah. and, uh, and yeah, man, I really, I really, I've followed your journey the whole way and I love what you're doing with this podcast. And, uh, I've listened to several of your guests and it's, uh, it's really awesome, man. Oh, that's great, man. I appreciate that. Thanks, Adam. Uh, you know, that's a yeah. lot coming from you because you know, it's, it, 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 it's likewise, you know, like I, I feel like the military, um, anybody in the military is is doing something so special and so unique and and yeah you know um i kind of get it but sometimes it's still what you guys do is way different too um but um that need or desire to to go out and and help people and put yourself at service is is kind of the same thing and like police too emt emts medics even nurses and stuff you know but these are all yeah. people that I feel a strong connection to. And um, yeah. that's that's why, you know, like I was following you. You know, as soon as I started, you started following me, I was following you. And I was like, oh, this yeah. guy's, you know, I, I, I connect with you on that too. So thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, brother. No worries. You know, I, I, I feel like there's a um, – <clears throat> I think it's really good to get first responders, teachers. You, you, you get these industries where – you have folks like yourself and teachers and a lot of these service industries or first responders that they're taking care of people all day long, all the time. Oftentimes you, you see that in their own regard, especially in the nurse EMT fields and these things that they, they don't have time to take care of themselves right. because they're taking care of other people yep. all the time. So the more people I see come into the fold from these like service, first responder, nurse, teacher, uh, it's, it's fantastic because, you know, you can't really genuinely take care of other people until you, you've taken care to some degree of yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and you know, with the steel mace, the thing that that was the thing that plugged me in was was these movement patterns. And what it did for me was it, it, it did he, make me feel healed, you know, after a hard, uh, stressful day, a 24 hour shift at the firehouse, I'm coming off shift my central nervous system is shot and I'm like, okay, I got to go to the gym and I got to work out because I got to stay healthy and fit. And then I'm in there grabbing dumbbells and yeah. listening to Metallica and I'm pumping and I'm pumping. And then I get in my car and I'm driving with one knee through traffic and I'm drinking a, a protein shake. 
And I'm like a madman. And then, like, where am I going with this? I start to feel beat up and everything. And then all of a sudden, I grab a steel mace. I start following stuff that you do and Leo does. And and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I just spent the past 30 minutes, like, not even thinking about <clears throat> anything else about what I'm doing now. And I feel awesome. I feel focused. Yeah. And I feel refreshed. And I feel like I healed a little bit. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. And that's 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 an amazing thing. And I know that's what you're doing with yourself. And now you've managed to come up with something, which is this is fantastic, just a little bit I know about it. You managed to come up with something, an idea, and you're extending it outwards into the world. And this is the bus. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So um, our idea was to take, you know, we, we, we me and uh, – a couple of my students here at the Ludus Combat Club, and they're, they're both May students. Um, and we just decided we were, we were looking into like bus projects, bus builds, and we were getting in on this little tangent. I'm like, why can't we do this for ourselves? You know, buy like a um, like a 24 footer version of a bus where you don't need a CDL and uh, refab this thing for anywhere between three and six grand and uh, we could have a living unit and we could go around and teach out of it. And then uh, one of the other members, uh, I'm sure you've seen him on my um, channel, Instagram, his name's Dylan. He's also a veteran and this is part of his healing journey as well. And so two to three of us were veterans and I, we said to each other and we're like, man, why don't we just go ahead and decide to like, you know, bring, uh, some of our veteran cause into this whole mission. And that's when we came up with the flow for forgotten heroes. And that's, uh, an idea. Once we get the bus built, we're going to go around and try to sell, uh, workshops in advance for CMA's flow. And we'll hit the road and we'll start small at first, you know, kind of like measured around the Northeast, you know, where logistics, um, will be a little easier to figure out at first. Uh, so we don't hit any huge snags. And whenever we go out for any veteran that comes and to one of the educations, we're going to just give them a free mace right at the end of it. Okay. And just encourage their own journey uh, with the mace. Because like with many of other people, when you're waiting for a mace, you know, you, you, you go to Harbor Freight, maybe buy a sledgehammer. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? And, and um, you know, after a good positive education experience like that, most people, they want to get right to it, especially if they found extreme value in it. And that's, we're just trying to, encourage that so we're trying to fold that right into the whole mission of of taking the steel mace flow bus on the road and uh teaching workshops everywhere man this is fantastic yeah oh definitely if you could come down here that would be great uh let's make that happen i mean this is this is awesome i'm 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 very psyched for this, and I'm a little jealous because I would love to go on a, a road trip like this. <laughs> I mean, when I was a kid, I always wanted to be in like a heavy metal band and, and go and go on those bus tours and everything that bypassed me. And you know, yeah. so <laughs> now I'm jealous of you. But um, did you get the bus yet? Do you have no, it? No, not yet. We're um, well. Let me tell you right now. So we we start we started. Uh, when was that veterans veterans day we did the flow for forgotten heroes uh fundraiser we we raised eleven hundred dollars to that fundraiser and um we used a good chunk of that money about 500 to buy all mace so we got a big chunk of mace and we just taught our first workshop off from all the supplies that that afforded us uh this weekend 
So we're growing it. Um, the, the fund is still open. It's a uh, flow for forgotten heroes. Uh, it's a backslash after GoFundMe. You can find the uh, shameless plug here. You can find the uh, link on my Instagram, Adam Nathan Flurry. It's right under the link tree and it's on the website uh, tab. It'll take you right to the donation thing. Um, you know, so we're still accepting donations, but we're really going to take whatever we teach and earn through our workshops and just pour it into the into our own coffers for uh, building the bus. We have a soft timeline. We want to we want to begin the bus build in uh, two months. Okay. So hopefully, hopefully uh, after we start building it, another two months later, that's the soft timeline for a completion of the bus build. So nice. All right. You're, look, you're, look, you're looking at May, June first, maybe. Okay. Yeah. And um, are what kind of bus are you looking for? Like a school bus or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there, there's a, there's a, a you can find pretty decent um, used school buses. There's a good, uh, there's a good sales right across uh, the lake from where I'm at in Vermont, uh, and they they have a lot of used buses for sale. And you can find fantastic used bus for like a full size for like eight and nine grand. That's a, that's a nice bus. Nice. Like good mile, good miles, good service uh, record. When we're going shorter, we're going to go in the 24 foot, you know, right around that range. And, uh, you know, we're looking at between four and six grand for the bus. Nice. And then we're look we're looking at um, three grand for the, the, all the supplies for the build out. Right. We're doing all the work ourselves. So. Yeah, that's going to save you a ton of money because if you want to do yeah. anything like that, you hire somebody. Oh my god, you could like triple the cost right there easily. Yeah. And then and then they have good ideas and yeah. Yeah, they, right. Then you get off track. Of money. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And are you going to paint so, it? Yes, we got a. Right now we're working uh, potentially with a guy in New York City. Um, he is an affiliate of ours through. Uh, you know, he was a uh, some. Some uh, fraternity brother, one of our the dudes we're working with, and we're gonna go down there. Hopefully, right now, this is the plan, and uh, tag it all up. So we're gonna put a steel mace flow um, paint job on it and make it all like street artsy. And for whoever donates, uh, I'm gonna put some. We're gonna have a panel of it just uh, for the donors' names. So Andrew Elmsley, you're on there, homie. Uh, Andrew. <laughs> A lot of you folks are on there, man. So uh, from my heart to yours, thank you so much. If you've already donor, donated, I really, really appreciate it. And uh, you guys you guys will all be stops on this tour wagon as well. So, Yeah, you got definitely got to roll up on, on Andrew over there. He would be so psyched. Oh, yeah. that, oh man. He's going to be yeah, coming back to... on the podcast pretty soon, too. He just nice. put out his, uh, his new album. And um, he, I think he wants to come and talk about his, his journey on putting that out and everything. So, Yeah, I saw that. He's one of my favorites, man. He's, uh, him and I have had a connection. You know, we've, I've only met him once. I flowed with him in New York City at a Solace New York cert. And um, we, were, we were jamming down there. I got to meet him. And, but since then, we've kind of grown our friendship and bond. And uh, it's been really awesome. I I like a lot of what he releases. I like his music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool dude. Yeah, the 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 Mace Flow community is growing, and you know you're definitely a firsthand witness because you're one of the original six Savage Six. Mm -hmm. And um, so, from your perspective, what you've seen so far is its growth and development. Is it is it 
mind-boggling to you, or is this what you expected? Yeah, it's uh, you know we all. It's funny how how you picture things going at first, right, and then how they end up developing um, ends up being some sort of unpredictable mutated version of that, you know. Right. And um, it's it's taken off quite rapidly, and for me, um, the real challenge has been just where I'm located geographically. Um, most of my uh, time and energy goes on developing in, in, into IG uh, in the international audience and stuff because I do live in a, a pretty remote area and uh, it is pretty blue collar. So I'm building that as well. I'm building a local following. It just, you know, it takes a lot of effort. I was doing free flows in the park all summer. Yeah. Uh, people were co coming out to that, you know, so it's been a lot of work to grow it locally, but nationally and internationally, it's, it's taken off like yeah. wildfire from my perspective, you know, I mean, like literally from the time I started following you, Fred, like I saw you pick up a mace. I was like, Oh, this guy, he's in, uh, and I was, I looked you up and then, Oh yeah, he's down in New Jersey. And then like within, um, maybe three months, you guys had an army around you. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, whoa, uh, right? why, why can't I live seven hours south, you know? And, well, and that's, we, we try to, we, we tried to include you. In, that's our, our, uh, what, our East, East yeah. Coast or East Coast um, Steel Mace Flow gang or whatever. Um, you're included <laughs> in that. That, yeah. you know, and I know on a couple of those chats, we were like, hey, Adam, man, you got to try to, get down here i know that's such a, a tough drive or whatever um but i know it's gonna happen sooner or later and it looks like it might because yeah. you're 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 gonna be coming in a bus maybe so um yeah. you could expect to you know hook up with this whole east coast army if if you do that that's for sure um and, and another guy kind of similar in your position is matt limoge steel mace mad so he's kind of mm -hmm. like out he's kind of out there a little bit i would still consider him east coast right so oh yeah you know, East Coast is represented strong. You know, it's 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 yeah, an awesome yeah. thing. You're right, though. Yeah, it's just all of a sudden you're like, oh wait, there, there's like a bunch of guys all around us that are that are doing this. Philly, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah that it's. I want to get down there too. Like that's a real. Uh, I think that's an epicenter. Um, the New Jersey, PA, uh, New York City little epicenter. That's such a. I mean, that's that's like a, a target of that's like one of the first targets I have for when we do build the bus is just get down there and support everyone and, and, and see what kind of support we can get and just, you know, grow the tribe down there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Come come, you know, when it's warm out summertime, uh, Jersey Shore area. I mean, might as well. Right. Hit the beach while you're at it or sure. Get some yeah. good video of you flowing on the beach. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Man. Uh, yeah, that the East Coast is, um, we got a good uh, representation, even like down, you know, there's some steel made slow coaches in Florida as well that I know of. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, North Carolina. Yeah, North Carolina. We got a good representation on the East Coast here. Yeah. Uh, West Coast, it's all spread out. The West Coast is quite large. So yeah, that's a, there's some fantastic artists, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everywhere, all around this place. And it's growing. Like you said, it's, it's, it is. It's hard to keep keep up with it all. Where do you um, think it's going next? Do you? I, I mean, I know it's a speculative kind of thing, but it, what, yeah. what what's your idea? Like, where is it just gonna continue on this course, or are we gonna start seeing maybe um, uh, new 
improvised type things, classes? Is it going to go, do you think right. it's going to get more into athleticism, like into sports or anything? Well, I think, let's see where I want to go with this. This is, um, it is interesting, you know, when you, when you watch as much Mace video as I do, it is interesting to see the lineage of the mace moves and which ones are picking up in popularity and which ones are like fading out or, or which ones are, are become almost novelties. And this is something that I like, I'm looking at kind of and tracking to see, to see where it goes. Right. You, you know, you noticed in like that whole East coast style, they were, you know, like where, where Birch and Braun or Steven, you know, yeah. he was, he was, they, people were, and Frankenlegs was going back and tagging East Coast style. Yeah, step two, coast. everybody's everybody's doing a lateral yeah. lunge, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's cool to see these little um these little fissures come out from the center, right? And which is the center being, you know, Leo and the Savage Six for the flow side and then, you know, you have the Mace world uh in a hole outside of that where you have, you know, a lot of swing heavy styles, a lot of um differentiation in swings and you have well, and the steel mace flow crowd in Europe to see what they're doing uh, and how they're evolving the, the mace flow, what, what they're ge uh, generating towards. It's really interesting to see like the lineage, one, especially once you went, if you studied martial arts or if you studied like the lineage of jujitsu or Muay Thai or Taekwondo and how those have all fractured from the center, what they originally were, yeah. which ones work and which ones pick up popularity, you know, so it, it it's really really fascinating to see where it's going what it's done and, and and it'll be interesting to see what level two um sparks in people yeah with that whole ground series and how it's going and changing levels you know so is that is that something that you could talk about in in more detail or is that sort of like not ready to be discussed yet because it's developing the the steel mace uh, flow too uh, I don't know. I, uh, what do you want to know? I mean, I, I mean, I like, have, is there going to be an idea about some, but, uh, is there going to be new? Keeps that... he, yeah. He kind of, he's keeping it tight right now. Yeah. That's why I'm asking. Chest, yeah. 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 I don't know if there's like new moves or something like that involved. Um, I know there's a lot of mindset stuff, like tapping into your yeah. emotions and everything like that. Leo mm -hmm. actually discussed that when he was on the podcast, yeah. uh, back in the fall. Um, sure. But I was just wondering if there was like you know something you could, yeah. Well, hint at. okay. I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up because that is uh, one of the directions, and I'm not going to go too far into that without Leo. Uh, but the emotionality of things, what 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 certain moves, what certain patterns, what certain flows generate within you, okay. Um, just to give you an example here, um, you know, and there's no right or wrong answer to this. But I've been asking my students lately, I've been asking the people, like, if you hold a Shaolin wrist control, okay, let's say Shaolin wrist control in step two, either way, how does that make you feel, Fred? What, what does Shaolin wrist control elicit in you? Uh, power, um, the, I almost feel like invincible. I feel like a wall, mm -hmm. but um, a wall that can morph into a mountain. Or back nice. something solid, but but yet able to remain fluid at the same time, kind of like a dichotomy. I like that because you're right. Like because in Shaolin wrist control, when you when you iron that thing in and hold it right, you become this very strong structural lock position. But at the moment's notice, 
you just can vary a few things uh, very, like the shoulder articulation or how it's packed and joint. And then all of a sudden you're super mobile and fluid again. Right. Right. And from, I like the, what you said, power, it, it does. It's a very powerful move, right? It would, with roots and martial arts. Um, it's very powerful. Yeah. It's kind of exposed, but at the same time you're guarded. Um, in me, it, for me personally, it elicits hope. It, I mean, it's a very like hopeful, you're, you're standing there strong and proud and your mace is, is like either out front or out to the side here, you know? So I, I like to, uh, that it elicits hope out of me, but, and I think, that's where a level two is headed, uh, some of that. And then I think it's going to be a diver, a deeper dive into um, transitions, moves. Because um, if you think, think about a level one, okay? Just think about what level one is. How many moves in level one are one-handed? Mm-hmm. You have single arm swing. Okay, yeah, single arm swing. Right. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so you have single arm swing where you're, br- you're branching out into this one arm activity, but everything else is really dialing in control right. and lines, right? Teaching that structure, that beauty, but also that symmetry and, and, and the strength that is the, the lines and the structure. So that's really what one is. It's, it's, it's teaching you strength, beauty, power through structure and a lot of two-handed movements with with fluid transitioning, okay? And then if you take level two, just what I've seen out of Leo's uh, work so far in level two, it's really developing those transitions and those moves into one-hand land and into basically, you know, sexiness, sexiness with the mace and the mace mace transitions, you know? So it's going to be control, I think, but it's going to be a, a, a finer dialing in of control. Cause when you have one hand on the situation, it's you're really getting into the minutia of control and uh, some of that other stuff. Wow. That sounds awesome. That yeah. sounds awesome. I've been, you know, re- I've been scratching my head a lot. Like, well, what else? You know, I'm, I'm like trying to invent my own moves to see how, how, you know, like predict. Oh, yeah. And uh, this kind of, uh, blew my mind right now i'm very uh interested in seeing this and now the thing with the emotional part uh is so big i don't even i'm just trying to think right now at the top of my head where what modality other than martial arts all right Mm. other than martial arts like what you know weight weight lifting whatever where they really talk about and train and discuss how your emotions connect to your movement and and you know just watching video of myself there's been video that i've deleted just because i looked like like not tired but i i would be in my flow and it just didn't it looked tired it looked wilted right. and and after i look at the video i delete it and think about it, like yeah my mind wasn't in the right place i was thinking about this thing negative insert negative thing here and it's yeah. coming out in my flow mm-hmm. i mean if you're a steel mace coach and you're training people and you see uh, one of your clients moving like that, maybe it's not, hey, let's go kick, let's talk about your form more. Maybe it's more, hey, what's going on in, in your life right now? Are you going through anything that you want to talk mm-hmm. about? And then you, you get to something deeper. And then when they discuss it, you know, they get that emotion off their chest, you put them back on the mace, and now they're moving better because 
You just helped yeah. them out with something. This is fantastic. This yeah. is this is mind yeah. blowing. If you think about like in a in a in a less extreme version of that, right? And Leo and I worked back when I took the level one online course. Leo and I, he worked specifically a lot with me on this because, you know, I, I had a lot of trauma, like we all do, from my past um, in the military and from my childhood. And like in a smaller degree, you know, like, you know, guarded, mm-hmm. um, hunched shoulders, you know, you, we carry our emotion. We carry all this stuff within our posture just regularly, yeah. right? And then if you add steel mace flow and all that, that's just a, that's a, a uh, we're just turning the volume all the way up to 10, right? right? So if you're guarded in your posture, if you're guarded in your stance, if you're, that's going to shine through in the steel mace. Like, well, you're guarded from something. You're, you're defensive about something. Maybe you're not free, right? And, right. and you know, I, that, that goes, that, that changes from day to day. You know, I can have a powerful flow, like you said. Um, and then one day I look at my video and just be like, man, I, it was not there. The energy wasn't there. The intention wasn't there. And it's at, and when you're dialed in as, uh, and done enough practice and enough training with your mace, like you and I have on days when that's not there, it's almost like a, this huge yellow or red flag. Right. Like, Hey man, something's wrong with you today. Figure what that out. Because sometimes it's not always right in the forefront, right? Right. Like if I got in, in an argument with my significant other or this friend of mine, yeah, I know about that. I gotta, I gotta deal with that before I can before I can create again, right? But sometimes, especially if you've lived a life of trauma or it's in the past, those aren't always illuminated for you. But at least you know, at least you go into flow or you go into your thing and you're like, I could not find it today. I'm, I'm dealing with something. I just don't know what it is. So uh, in, a, in a personal sense, from my, in my standpoint, I, uh, I use my mace work. I use my steel mace flow as a uh, kind of a canary in a coal mine, right? right. I flow every single day. Um, mostly and then uh i just use that to tell me to, to tell me as my guide you know hey what's going on in my life am i free today i'm not free i'm dealing with something let's figure out what it is yeah yeah and you know what a lot of those i mean you got some cool videos man where you're flowing and hey, you could brother. you could see it like you got the music on and you move like damn i'm here damn i'm loving life damn this feels good and it's just like if 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 you could see energy like in colors or something, I could almost envision it like splashing off of you. You got some really awesome emotional energy going through it. And Thanks, then, man. then everything you do just looks that much better. Your lines and everything it's, and it's tall and it's strong. And I also notice your, your movement always remind it's, it's one of the, the flows or you're one of the uh, guys who flow where I think of martial arts when I see you. And, and I guess because you have uh, Muay Thai and other hand to hand combat uh, training and stuff, and you actually coach it. it, it, Do you feel that way about your flows at all? Or am I? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think what you're talking about, Fred, I think that's, that's intention to a great degree. Like what you see, what, what connects and what into in, the music, it connects in the visual space. Like if you bring intention, right? Um, and, and that's exactly kind of blends into what I was talking about before, right? If I pick up my mace one day and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to flow, I'm trying to find flow, I'm trying to go over 
set patterns or trying to dial something in and it's just not snapping, right? This is not coming in. And you know, what, what is that? Why, why can't I find flow? Why is it subpar to me? And you know, it all comes back to intention, um, atten intention, but as, as well as some sort of freedom, right? So if I'm bogged down, like you said, if, if you're in your mind and you're thinking about that thing you got going on and you're not here, you're not right on the moment, on the present moment dot on the timeline of, of your life, you know, then you're not going to have uh, a real in-depth relationship with intention during that, that flow period. Um, I think intention is everything in flow and to have the proper amount of intention in your flow, in your steps, in your hand patterns, in your transitions, um, you do need a certain amount of freedom. Um, and that's doing the hard work. You know, that's, that's, that's doing thousands of reps. That's doing um, reps on yourself, whether, whatever it is, whether it's, you know, talking to someone, unburdening yourself from the past. Um, but also in a huge regard there is, uh, allowing yourself to to express freely without without the the outside world projecting what what you think it is on top of you you know like i think i'm kind of blessed in that regard somehow um my whole life i've had people judge me and and hate me and and i had a lot of uh a lot of negativity in my past and you know i was not nearly as positive and uh well i wasn't nearly as as uh I didn't live as, as good of a life, in my opinion, as I do now. Um, and, you know, I, I now I, I got I got through all that stuff, I, you know, and now I'm here. And, and if you think about the whole timeline of my life, this is um, this is this is the easiest point of my life. That's not to say it's easy. I, I choose I choose my difficulty now. I choose my adversities I go up against. And, you know, I keep, I keep challenges in my life constantly to stress that part because I fall apart when, when there's no challenge, you know, yeah. I fall apart when there's no struggle. And so when I get in that flow space, when I start flowing with my mace, I don't care about any, anything else. It's, this is me here. And I think what you're seeing is, is that it's, it's flow saved my life. Steel mace flow saved I mean, I was starting to put the building blocks together, uh, bringing my, my life basically resurrected from, from the, the underground, you know, and that's when I met Leo and that's when I, when I was picking his brain, I was just searching and, and, and constantly asking him to work with him. And it's, you know, that, that is, you know, that is flow is everything to me. And you see that in, in my flow, you know, it's, it's, it's all there is and it's all there ever is going to be again, you know? So when you bring that sort of intensity into your flow, when you bring that sort of uh, intention, you know, then it, then it translates into that visual space. Yeah. Wow. Great way to explain that. And, you know, you mentioned the part about uh, needing a struggle in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I, you know, I relate to that. I think I think that's uh, a human thing, but I'm still trying to figure that out because sometimes I, I wonder sure. if people think we're crazy for wa wanting to invite struggle, right? Like, but sure. I I also sometimes I get all hard assed over it and go, no, nah, man, the world's getting soft. You know, everybody wants it easy. They want their their soft couch and and their instant food, and uh, I get on that high horse, mm -hmm. and then I say, yeah, you know yeah. what? Maybe maybe I'm a little 
being a little too strong there, but um, I noticed that as, as long as there's some type of struggle, and then you said you, um, you choose. You choose to, to what you want to struggle over. Can you extrapolate on that a little bit? Because I, I'd love to. All right. So I've, I've been using this um, – I've been using this like inference a little bit in my own uh, talk with students and stuff. And you have to think about where and the time we live in. Right. Um, I mean, you can literally go on the internet right now and order groceries to your house. Like you can get a drone fly by and and drop a package at your door. Like we're living in like the, like the last days of Rome. It it seems like, right. I mean, things are outstanding. Right. You know, people, you know, poverty's low, you know, the cost uh, of living is, is, is low generally for needs and, and for to get your needs met. You know, um, you know, we have plenty. Most people have shelter. We have all these things, but you have to think of it, you know, I like to think of it as either I can volunteer for some suffering of my own choosing now, right? Or I'm going to suffer later on because I chose never to suffer under my own choosing i'm going to suffer with um chronic illness i'm going to suffer with depression uh i'm going to suffer with lack of community lack of connection you know if you don't ever leave your house if you don't ever talk to other motivated individuals like yourself or other steelmates flow people or you don't have a community of people that that find value in, in doing uh challenging themselves against ad- adversity and rising over it you know like you're, you're not you're not you're just going to you end up into this catabolic cycle of comfort. It's comfort, comfort, comfort. And comfort is the, is the enemy of all mankind. I, I truly believe it. You know, and from a PTSD standpoint, I don't think, I think PTSD, what you're seeing is a, is a microcosm of a larger whole, whole thing of just in generality loneliness and the lack of doing difficult stuff anymore. You know, it doesn't mean that you have to be a lunatic and climb a mountain and, you know, like in your shorts, like Wim Hof or, <laughs> you know, or flow for hours on end, like Leo, you know, you, you don't have to do that stuff, but, but every day you should be, you know, try to go out and challenge yourself with something that's, that's, you know, marginally more difficult than the last day, you know, within, you know, everybody's different, but you, you know what it is that, that you want to go out and do and challenge yourself and your life could improve from doing uh, and have increasing your relationship with difficulty, with with things that you find value in, but things that are that are tough struggle, you know. Yeah, they they, they say you know if if there's a struggle there, it's worth your time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. You know, I was agonizing over the phone with a friend about a business uh, thing that he he had in mind, and um, he was explaining all the stressful stuff that was kind of deterring him. And mm-hmm. I said, uh, well, then it sounds like you should do it because that's where the struggle is. And he yeah. just, he was just silent. And he goes, you know what? I think you're right. <laughs> I'll get back to you. Yeah. The phone. <laughs> so we'll see what comes of that. But um, that's, that's it. I mean, that if you could make it through that struggle, um, is it really making it through? Is there a finish line? I don't know. But if you could get through the struggle, so to speak, you're, there's fruits that to bear from that, right? Absolutely. I mean, you don't get anything from taking the easy path. Absolutely. I mean, I just, I just, I just thought of it like philosophically yesterday. I, I taught a workshop at um, this 
studio here in town called Limitless Training. And it was a three hour workshop, but I had, you know, I woke up at 5 a.m. I got uh, some mobility in, I got yoga in. Um, I started warming up myself. The workshop didn't start till 10, I, you know, busy, moving mace, you know how it goes, you know, moving the equipment and getting things set up. And then the workshop went off. Uh, that ended at like 1 or 2 p.m. And then I had like a private client teaching uh, Muay Thai too, where we just flowed and sparred and hit pads and worked on what until like 5 p.m. So I was literally in, in operation movement from 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. Wow. And I sat there at the end of it all. And I, I realized I, I literally hadn't had anything to eat since uh, about 7.30 or 8 p.m. the night before. So it had almost been a, a whole 24 hours, <laughs> just movement and workout and not a whole lot of nutrition. And I was sitting there with the biggest smile on my face. I was like, I haven't, I haven't gotten any money from this workshop yet. I haven't even counted the money. I haven't eaten. I haven't done any, like you would think like I would be disheveled and angry and saddened. And here I am the largest smile on my face, got to teach people. I'm like, literally that's just perspective. Yeah. That's all that is. Yeah. You know, like I got, like I served my physiology. I did hard stuff. I grew connection with people and yet like, here I am, like just sweaty, hungry, tired, and I'm the happiest person in the world. So what is that? You know, what is that? That's that struggle. That's yeah. that's the human being want more. We we all want more, and we all need more. And I think nowadays, like nowadays, everyone undervalues their own potential. Yeah, like you you don't you have no idea what you're capable of. Not you. I'm sure you have a very intimate idea what you're capable of in your line of work. But by and large, most people. You know, most people like forgot, forgot that they're this, this primal machine. Yes. That, right. <laughs> you know, you, you're capable of whatever you want to be capable of, right. you know, so go out and get it. Yeah. I love it, man. Yeah. That's, that's it. A, a machine, a primal machine. I love that. That's yep. uh, that it's a great feeling. Um, you know, we're all aware of that. You know, we're going to get old one day We're mm -hmm. we're going to die and everything, you know, hopefully our, our last days were moving still and laughing and everything, but you never know. Right. But no, while you you're, you got it, use it, man, use what you That's got it. and just like think big and think powerful. And, you know, like I, I have like a little storyline in my head. It might, it might be cor corny or whatever, you know, people can make fun of me, but it's okay. Um, it's basically, I, I'm getting up out of bed and I'm smashing through walls and, and distorting the boundaries and pushing against the things that are pushing against me. Uh, it sounds a little, a little bit like fighting all the time, but it's, it's not. It's, it's also just believing and, and focusing on the long term that you got you to gotta hike through all this to get there. Yeah. And um, smashing, smashing through to the other side. And not even knowing yeah. what's on the other side could be a cliff, could be a drop. Yeah. I'll figure it out when I get there. That's right. But let's get in that cool. position so we have to figure it out because that's where we do our best work. Yeah, whatever it is is going to be a challenge. Yes, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, and and I think um, you know like you you what 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 is this mindset of of self preservation these days? You know, it's like what are you preserving yourself for? Now, granted, you you, you don't want to. There, there is some sort of a, a measured line there. You can drive it so far, so fast uh, that it literally blows up. You know, you can't, you gotta, 
you got to think, I think like, you know, if you want to do this for a while, you have to have some sort of longevity talk with yourself. Yeah. But you know, that whole mindset of preserving yourself till you're old. And it's like, that's, that's, we're constantly changing as it is. If you're not changing, you're wrong. You know, yeah. it's, it's, we're, we're constantly in a state of, of shift and change. So I think you, 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 you know, to get the most out of your ride here, um, you know, drive it, drive it like it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and uh, <laughs> come in, come through this, the finish line, not, not that there is one, but the finish line in this, in this, this round, um, come through, you know, screaming, just, just using yourself the, the way, the way it was supposed to be using, experiencing, connect with people. Um, and uh, yeah, watch, watch your, watch yourself evolve. Yes, sir. Definitely. And you said connect with people. And you oh, yeah. mentioned a little earlier about how PTSD can be a lot of loneliness and stuff. And interestingly enough, I did a podcast not too long ago with Frank DeMeo down in Florida. He's the Mace Fit guy, and he's a veteran. And he runs, a, oh, okay. uh, yeah, he runs a, a, a gig uh, once a week where where everybody's invited, but it's oh, it's very much open to veterans. And he's okay. and he was explaining that uh, veterans, you know, sometimes have. It, problems connecting with people civilians and things like that you know they come out of that out of the yeah. military world and they relate best to each other and everything so what he runs is a thing where there's there's veterans there but there's civilians too and and this helps cultivate communication so that so that yeah. veterans could could you know get back into um like civilian life or whatever That's and really good yeah you guys should should talk you know uh yeah I know the name. I, I don't. I don't know that I've ever had any interaction with him. Um, yeah, I'll, a really I'm, good idea. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be cool. Like just you know, just the fact that you guys are veterans and everything. But you know, um, you hit the, you hit the nail on the head. I think everybody's just looking for um, connecting with people and yeah, and um, how they do it is up to them. You know, if the mace is a great way to do it. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, you. You also have an issue there with the whole PTSD thing. If you think about um, the lifestyle of a veteran, any veteran, it could, it could be combat MOS, combat veteran or not, you are in this integral role where a lot rides on you successfully completing your mission, right? When you're in the military, you know, so you, you're, you plug into the system um, you all, you have a community of people around you that do the similar stuff or all, all under the same hierarchy as you are, and you're important, you know, and you the job and the mission that you conduct is important. And then all of a sudden it's papers. It's all right. See you later. Uh, hope your job translates into the civilian sector, which, um, if you're combat MOS, uh, I'm going to tell you right now, it doesn't plug in too well. Um, there's not a whole lot of people throwing grenades around or, or snipers that, uh, you know, so in my case, that's why I contracted for over, over a decade. You know, I, who's hiring an infantry grunt sniper, you know, no one, you know, yeah. except private military companies, uh, you know, and that, and that just exacerbates the problem because you're going back to do the same job that you did do for money. And it's, uh, it's like, so you know, giving people a purpose, giving veterans a purpose, a mission, right. that's, that's huge. Yeah. You know, that's huge. It's, you give them a, a, 
an opportunity to create, firstly, with the mace and really do repetitions and learn their own experiment and understand and grow a connection with themselves. And then once there's it's time to get out of that box, bust out of it, then you, you give them some sort of coaching role or you, you give them, oh, let's see how you see how you do uh, as a steel mace slow coach. And, and maybe they have some students and that's a that's a purpose, purposeful driven mission as well. And that that is a, a direct I think it's a direct um, protocol to to start stemming some of the negative side effects of, of PTSD and post-military life for, for veterans. Purpose, community, and uh, you know, and that, that ability to do work on the trauma that has been um, created both in the mind and that uh, continues to be held in the tissue. Yeah. Um, which still may flow helps mobilize and work out as well. Yeah, definitely. You know? And and then you know your your bus, uh, your plans with doing your bus is is a mission. You know you you yeah. gave yourself yeah. a mission. That's right. And that that's is right. cool. I mean, when you give yourself a mission, it's that's your baby, man. It's not somebody telling you, hey, yeah. you have to do this mission, which you would do just right. to be on a mission. But this is your thing, and you're you know you're the commander, the general, the infantryman all rolled into one and then you get this opportunity to drive it and navigate and you have to you have to figure out all the logistics so now you're a logistics officer and and then you have to connect Ah. with people and and uh you're gonna you're gonna meet more veterans and and connect and uh have camaraderie and everything so i mean what you know me well fred (laughs) dude you're putting yourself on a bus trip to happiness there should be rainbows blowing out of this thing while you're driving down the road it might not it might not look well with the with the rest of the paint job but i mean seriously it's it's an awesome endeavor to go on i i think it's so cool yeah yeah you know i just i like to keep busy i like to do what i want to do like i've worked for other people my whole life now i want to work for myself and work for my own mission yeah and uh you know with the gym here um that keeps me busy teaching Muay Thai and keeping the roof over my head because it's a, you know, it keeps a little bit of money coming in. And then, and then with the teaching with the Savage Six traveling around, I just want to, I just want to put a multiplier next to that. I want to, I want more. You yeah. Know? I want that, but I want to grow. I want to grow community with folks that like, look, there's other folks out there like me three, four years ago where I couldn't, I couldn't afford a trip down to on it. I couldn't get out to see all these passionate and powerful people. So I'm going to facilitate that and I'm going to come to them. And that way, you know, it's even, even, you know, if they would have gotten there eventually, at least it's a little stopgap to bring some education to folks and bring some connection. Yeah. Wow. Good, you know? good plan, man. And you know, you're saying it, uh, connecting with the right people, surrounding yourself, with those people going, going to people and who inspire you is that's a big thing. It's sort of like a a religious journey in a way, you know, you're going to travel to them and then you're going to sit or stand before them. They inspire you. And then you're paying attention, man. You're there, you're locked in and then you're bringing that back with you. And thank God for, you know, the, internet the ability to have video communication with people you could connect that way but yes surround yourself with the right people and you want to put a multiplier by all this stuff it's going to happen because you're doing you're doing exactly what you need to be doing and and you're loving it every step of the way the energy is there yeah i mean 
Exactly. And that's, that's real energy. When you connect with other Mace artists, when you connect with, like, when I get down there in New Jersey and the PA area and all you guys are coming out and we're doing this thing, like, you, that's real energy. And, like, in my own, my own case, all the way up here, I don't have – it's different now. I've created a little bit of community, so I do have people to flow with now. But for the last couple of years, I'm, I'm it. So I'm the only guy, unless I'm traveling to go see Meat Bomb down in Albany. We linked up in Lake Placid. You know, I've, I've traveled around to go flow with folks, but I don't have a whole lot of um, personal intimate connection up here with flow artists. But when you, you go down to, and I, I, I encourage this trip and we start linking up with people, that's real energy in, in, in really um, boosting my own growth as well as theirs. Because when you, as you know, you get around other artists, you just get, you pick up their own nuance. You pick, oh, I never thought about that pathway or I never thought about, about doing that technique in that regard. I don't do it like that. So you pick up all these little nuggets and stuff yeah. and, and that kind of energy is so powerful. And I know when I get, when I get um, stuck in flow here or when I get stuck in, I don't really know where to go ne next. Actually, one of the first ones I did it with was Andrew Elmsley. Um, I just, I just go into some, one of the other uh, Mace artists who I've found a lot of, um, a lot of uh, connection and positivity with recently and i'll just take a deep dive into their um into their mace work and i'll try to adopt their spirit in a sense yeah. right and that that forces me to not do adam nathan flurry stuff it forces me to do andrew elmsley stuff or leo stuff or serena stuff you know so so it, it really um you know I, I advocate anyone who's stuck or wants to doesn't know where to go next pick your favorite pick your favorite mover and just take like a week long dive into what they do yeah. and like understand it. And don't, don't, don't surrender. Don't surrender upon the first, first try and being like, well, I can't do that move. I know that. Well, figure a way out to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you right. know, right. Yeah, there's a way. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. I had an interesting experience with uh, somebody I was teaching Mace to. And I mean, this is somebody that may have done it like two or three times, like a, some, some simple flow here and there. Mm -hmm. And um, I decided to show him something that I kind of strung together and, and I just would get to this point where it just ended and my brain was just stuck in this rut and mm -hmm. he was off doing it and I wasn't, and then I looked at the side of my eye and he just did something kind of weird. I, it's, I'm not trying to make fun of it, but it was just, it, it was like a new person kind of move. If you know yeah. what I mean, like it, it sure. like the it, it was uh, in step two, but the mace really should have technically hit his knee, but he just kind of sure. put his put it around it, but it broke my uh, <laughs> my where I was stuck. It, it got me out of that groove, and yeah. I said, "Wait a minute, that that's something right there." Uh, we, we're gonna have to modify it a little bit so we don't smack the knee, but I think we see something here. And then I, I, I figured something out and I was like, bro, thank you. You just helped me. Yeah. And he's like me. Yeah. I don't even know what I'm doing. I was like, that's why it worked because yep. you're, you know, you spend so much time swinging a mace. You start to think like, well, well, this is how you do it. This is how you do yeah. it. This is how you do it. And his, in his mindset was like, I guess you do it like this. And <laughs> give it a shot right so yep, so that that helped yeah. so so yeah like in your illustration you you look to somebody else who's a, who's a top level mace artist or you look at a beginner uh yep. you know you could get inspiration from anywhere 
Absolutely. And I think uh, what in my own regard, when I see that stuff, because I, I, I've, you, you just snapped me back into like so many memories where that's happened to me, right? It's you get in these pathways and these ways of set patterns that look good or that feel good or that are, that are, um, you know, mechanically correct. Right. And you, for, you forget that the whole time we're, we're in this system that encourages uh, the pushing of the walls outward in the box, you know, right. and you're creating a box for yourself and you see somebody else do it like that. It's almost like them giving you permission, like, you know, do something different or, or, or figure another route out, you yeah. know, and you see it and you're like, wait, yeah, I don't have to think like that. Oh, okay. You know, and you just get, get out of that box again. Right. You know, those are powerful moments. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, just listening to you talk and just dis- discussing that episode, I'm thinking, you know, I could have been, like, oh, no, you shouldn't do it that way because you'll hit your knee. Instead, I, right. I said, hey, that was good. It could be a little bit better. And, you know, I didn't want to deflate him. And, right. and, and I kept open-minded, you know. Like, you yeah. could get into that, like, well, I'm, I'm the coach. You don't do it that way. It's just, That's right. And then That's you right. get – you're talking about building a box. Now you're reinforcing the box and pouring concrete on it. And now, you're, now he's never going to feel That's free it. to move because yeah. he thinks you're going to always check him. So now he's going to really be con- confined. So something to think and about. Instead of instead of creating freedom in a sense, or instead of encouraging his freedom, like you said, you almost poured concrete on it, and you, in a sense, not I don't want to call it trauma, but maybe maybe slightly traumatized the creation in that, not mm-hmm. allowing them to, you know, uh, you know, instead of encouraging the the same movement, but just in a maybe if, if you see a mechanically better way or. Right. Or one little nuance to shape it. But yeah. Yeah. I, tr- I try to keep an open mind as well. I was a little bit more um, back in the beginning just because I think I lacked the understanding. Yeah. But now my understanding's grown a little. And I, with that understanding of mace and um, the whole world of steel mace flow, I try to keep my, uh, my, my perspective open to ah, that's interesting they do that like that. Let me see why and how and, and what's coming out of that or why they're doing it like that. Because, you know, it could be it could be an issue with their own bodies or it could be an issue that they don't, they lack the understanding or they, they're just creative beyond what you can understand. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, man. All right, very good, very good. So, Adam, we're going to be running out of time shortly, but I just want to right. make sure everybody knows – um, how to find you and let's talk about the bus again uh, just explain yeah. briefly uh, the, the name of the name of it and how people can become part of this sure so um, if you go on to my Instagram channel Adam Nathan flurry no no spaces um, it's under the link tree and you'll see the flow for forgotten heroes fundraiser and that's a GoFundMe page just click on that if you feel like donating I I'm deeply honored that you would consider that um, and uh, yeah, we're just we're just you know collecting money right now, um, and whatever we sell through the workshops we're putting together, and uh, you know any money that I make that I generate from my steel makes flow uh, coaching gigs and teaching right now is going towards that. So we're building that bus, um, and that bus is going to travel around. We're going to do teaching gigs uh, in whatever place has us and encourages us to go. And along with that mission, uh, we're taking a 10-pound on a mace and donating to every veteran that comes out to our education. Um, 
that is the bus mission and uh yeah on youtube you can find me on youtube adam flurry um last name is spelled f-l-e-u-r-y uh, my website is northeasternprimalife.com if you're ever in the plattsburgh new york area you know uh, hit me up stop in and we'll train some mace steel mace flow and uh yeah, can you think of anything else, Fred? I'm I'm deeply honored, man. I'm I'm deeply thankful that you had me on, and and uh, I've been waiting to talk to you because I've been a fan of your podcast since you spun it up. So awesome, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm honored to have you. You're you're one of the best out there. I hope. Um, thank you, my friend. Yeah, I hope people listening to this podcast. Uh, learn a lot i think they will you you bestowed upon us a lot of good information and knowledge and wisdom and um, i think this this bus idea is a great idea i think it's going to i think it's just the beginning i think it's going to spark a lot of interest in steel mace flow it's also going to create other things we don't even know yet you know this is yeah. this is a, a it's taking a life of its own and it's it just is. we're on a wild ride who knows? We are on a wild ride, brother. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thank I, you so much, brother. Thank you, too. Yeah. And uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Keep me updated on that bus when you when you can make it down here to Jersey. Will do, Fred. Keep fighting the good fight, man. And I bring will. And Steel Mace flow and Steel Mace in general to the world, brother. Hell, yeah. Great All talking right. to you, man. I appreciate you, man. All right.